0: Welcome to the Loki podcast from Present Influence. In the Present Influence offices at the moment, I'm very excited to have with, with me today our guest, who is Maiten Panella. Welcome, Maiten.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you for having me.
0: I have been looking forward to this conversation for a long time. Maiten is one of the most interesting people I've met in the last year or so. And uh, she is a psychologist and a psychotherapist. Exactly. And works with businesses in business psychology. And we are both members of an organisation called Global Business Owners, which is how we met, a networking organisation. And every conversation we've had since we've met has been completely fascinating. So I was really, really excited to get Maiten to come in as my guest today. So Maiten, welcome to the Loki podcast.
1: Oh, I'm so excited as well. It's wonderful to be here.
0: It really is hard to say how much I've been looking forward to this because you know, some of the conversations that we've had have been about things relating to some of my big passion areas, like um, the dark side of influence. And when we got talking about that, that was like the very first podcast that I did. and We had a lot of things come up from, flowed from that conversation. And some of it related to things that go on in the personal development industry, and also things that go on more generally in life and business. But what uh, what does it mean to you if we sort of talk about the darker side of influence and persuasion?
1: Well, it's fascinating. It's a fascinating topic for me uh, personally because I'm kind of concerned about some um, practices and the use of some people with kind of authority and influence might uh, have. Yeah. Uh, I'm very concerned about... The, the, the responsibility that you need to 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 have when you are when you communicate in all senses through any 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 media yeah online offline live so we need to be aware of what we say and the intention that we have the intention behind behind that.
0: One of the things that has come up from a lot of my conversations about this is, is how important it is to have an ethical framework to to work within. And yet, when we talk about ethics, I think a lot of people have a different understanding of what that even means mm. or maybe don't really have much of a clue what that means. And I know what I mean by an ethical framework. And I did get asked about this, and I have been a few times, and I think the best way I can think to put it for me is... Uh, being good in your ethics is working to the greater good not working for your own self-interest or your own personal gain but for the benefit of not well, hopefully yourself included with everyone else as well that you actually want the best outcome for others not yeah. just the yeah. best outcome for yourself yeah. okay. and I, I yes, that is where I place ethical uh, consideration Mm. for the most part. Would you agree with that or anything you would add to that?
1: I agree, but I would add, um, I think that it's integrity, the word I think of, meaning a lot of things, meaning Mm. how you, your consistency, how you are in your life and how you communicate with others, how you relate with others, uh, and the intention. Uh, For me, it's a very important thing because when your intention is what you said is to do something for the benefit of others it's completely different that when you say or do something trying to persuade something or trying to influence somebody just for your own benefit so this is the the, for me is the the line that divide the ethical work and the unethical work that I see a lot, I've seen that a lot lately.
0: Where have you encountered that? Well, all
1: over the places in my, in my daily work, with people in the, in, the, in the corporations, which is a very big problem uh, for the corporation, not just for the people, because when you um, find inside the corporation people who um, behave in an unethical way, the corporate itself get damaged because in the end it's going to behave with the corporate in the same way
0: this is that like one of those everybody loses like um you know what um one bad apple spoils yeah the, spoils the yeah, others right yeah, yeah. and um without i'm not sure you can't, can't really give any specific names or details and mm-hmm. know what i want you to but Can you give a a sort of overview of a situation that you've had that maybe illustrates that?
1: Yes, um, no names but uh, an important company who has a lot of, uh, who concentrates mainly on sales. And you know that when you need to prepare a team, when you need to coach a team mainly with new people on board your coaching concentrates a lot about communications and Mm. influence and you usually um, hire external people to talk about this specifically yeah exactly and i i've encountered in my my last um, uh, situation in the work that this particular person this professional was um, coaching uh, in a way that it's not ethical at all. So the problem was not, yeah, it was really big. The problem was not with the uh, personnel, with the people working in the company. The problem was with the ethics behind the speech of this person, which, by the way, it's kind of famous in the country.
0: Sure. Now, that person, if they happen to listen to this, maybe they would identify themselves from what you're saying. Absolutely. Or maybe someone who was there, but we're not going to name them. uh, So we're protected legally (laughs) if we don't use their names. However, what was it about what they were doing that you found unethical?
1: Um, The way they tried to convince the salesperson to address the people trying to force the people. So you know the notch thing, so you can push a little bit mm-hmm. about something you want to happen. And this is the big, the big issue. It's, is it ethical or is unethical? But if you really try to convince the other person, not giving the other person the possibility of the doubt, not giving the other person the space to think about it, Limiting the options and practically forcing the mind of the other person in your speech
0: as a salesperson, this is completely unethical. So that's like sales at any cost, is that? Exactly. Right. So, exactly. Right. Integrity is exactly. out the window. Completely. Just it's all Completely. about the sale. Yes. Yes. It makes me you think of that film. Maybe you know, maybe you don't. But uh, Glen Gary, Glen Ross. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's like it's all, always be closing, Excellent. and it's Excellent. always like high pressure sales. Go and get your sales, mm-hmm. and you know, no coffee for you if you don't close. Kind of thing. Coffee's for closers. It's a wonderful film, and anyone who hasn't seen it should should definitely watch it. 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 It Um, But yeah, I mean, that maybe gives you a great example of the ethics of certain sales communities and certain certain sales trainers. I know when I I have done some sales training in the past, and uh, uh, several times it's been with uh, personal development companies that I have been involved with, Uh, and mostly it's been very ethical. Mostly it's been Never, we would never push anyone to this. Like you give them the information, give them encouragement, give them what the what they need to help them make the decision. Um, But you know, not pressuring sales here. It's like has to be what they want. So Mm -hmm. uh, I know when I very first did that, there was some training to pressure really to to get them to to sign. If they said that I want to talk to my husband or wife about (laughs) it. You try and encourage them to make the decision themselves yes. and if yes. they want to go away and think about it where well, you kind of know as a salesperson that they may not come back that people tend to make the decision more in the emotion of the moment exactly. than when they've had some time to go away and think about it and uh, you know that people will tend to justify the decisions afterwards um, and rather than um, just kind of go away and think about it and think, oh, maybe yeah, I'm going to go and do because that. Because
1: decisions are always emotional. This is something that it has been proven, tested and, you know, with the neuroscience and all the, 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 the studies and research that we have today, we know how these two systems, system one and system two, how they operate. So this kind of sales and this kind of um an ethical behavior, which by the way, you're absolutely right, is not the most common, thanks God, um appeals directly to system one. So it's an immediate reaction. You don't have to think, which is system two. So you don't have the time to think. And all the things the, all the inputs that you receive are pushing you just to make an emotional decision.
0: Yeah. It, it's it is. interesting that um, some of the neuroscience research that, I, that I've looked at, mm-hmm. and, and that maybe, maybe I have discussed this with you before, but um, one, of, one aspect of that was where they did, some, um, they, they did some investigation on people who had had specific damage yes. to the emotional centre of the yes. brain, yes. that they actually were able to have a pretty normal existence, and you would probably never really know. And there have been so few people who've had that level of specific damage to that area, yeah. there's not a lot of, uh, of study there. So, I mean, it is maybe the, what they think at the moment from from those studies. But yeah. that the problems arise for them when it comes time to make a decision. Exactly. That if you have more than one thing to choose between, it's very hard to make that decision. Exactly. And, and that really, to me, just emphasized the whole thing that we kind of knew already was that we really make our decisions emotionally. We do try and bring logic in for sure, but we tend to go with what we want more than what we uh, maybe actually need on on paper. We
1: justify the decision afterwards, but the decision is always emotional. And you know it was, um, I think that the, the, the name is Alberto Damasio. The, the, the doctor who in fact discovered and published a very famous book right. about twenty years ago or, or thirty maybe about this thing, about a person who has uh, the brain damage and because of that he couldn't made the most simple decisions and well, it is a fascinating book that you might recommend afterwards
0: That's Absolutely, well, any, any links and uh, any useful resources we can include in uh, Podcast description for people to go and check out, so that's all good. And uh, I've certainly done that in some, uh, like the first podcast I did with my friend Aida, uh, where we were discussing this. We put quite a few of the references in there I as remember. well. Uh, so it's always you know, people people like me who like to go and read about this stuff. You know, <laughs> not everybody does. I yes. understand that. Yeah, you know, it's not for everybody. But for the for the data heads or the people who want to dive a bit further into it, it's good to have those those links and resources. There are were, there were other areas perhaps where unethical influence creeps creeps in as well and, and just before we started recording we were talking about the online arena and yes. you have a few specific examples yes. of stuff yes. that's been yes. going on there.
1: Yes, in fact I was telling you about this situation, a friend's friend had a very important um, problem within the LinkedIn. Uh, area, which is, by the way, uh, kind of um, brought me this stress in a way that what I told you for me, LinkedIn was kind of a protective um, uh, place to be, which is not anymore for me. For many, many things I've seen lately, So as we said before, it wasn't like this I don't know, five years ago, lately things have changed and the situation was more or less the following, I don't know all the details, but um, the headline would be this very famous, with, I don't know, millions of followers, a lot of authority, these people, you know, these people that come uh, all the time saying, oh, I make six figures, seven figures. Uh, I make a lot of money and I have a lot of influence and I I, uh, am the king of the world. Well, and they all, every day, they show their stats and they say, oh, today I have more followers than that a month ago or something like that. Well, you know that all the that jazz that mm-hmm. it's going on. Well, this person who's very famous hired this friend's friend to do a work, a specific job. And after, I don't know, two or three months of working together, he didn't pay her telling her that he didn't have the money to pay her.
0: No way, really.
1: So, it wasn't, it wasn't, listen, uh, your work is not um, what I expected. That wasn't the so. reason. Or we have, and another thing, it wasn't the case of telling her before, listen, we are having problems. Are you willing to work, uh, continue working with with us? even though we are having problems nothing at all the problem is the following and this is the thing that i'm really concerned this friend's friend didn't sign a contract which is the most obvious thing that you do when you Mm -hmm. begin you Mm -hmm. begin a, a new job yes why because this person this influencer has an aura, an authority, a big name right. that makes her think, well, I don't need to sign a contract with him. It could be kind of stupid you know, on my side to ask yeah. him
0: for a contract. Say, don't worry if any names slip out. We can beat them out in editing <laughs> but oh ok we, uh, you, you can uh, so don't panic about that oh ok ok because I'm I kind of worried about that yeah. so
1: uh, but my friend's friend she's devastated and my friend the person who referred to me and published this case uh, on LinkedIn so they they all know who they are
2: yeah.
1: and um, this person my friend uh, she's a, an excellent Ethical person who's um, really concerned about these kind of behaviors on, on many platforms, and to discover this was shocking. And she was the one who told me. I tried to um, address the situation directly to LinkedIn policy, and they they were back to me saying, "Oh." telling me oh don't you worry at all we are going to find out we are going to do something and nothing happens and we know that nothing is going to happen we are kind of alone
0: I've had well I haven't had that situation on LinkedIn but I've had those situations in my life where I've trusted people Mm -hmm. Uh, I had one situation where I had a verbal contract and um I I guess I can talk about it, even though there is a chance that some of the people involved may listen to this podcast. Uh, So if I name names, (laughs) I I will bleep them. But um, I had been essentially offered a job. I had a verbal contract, a verbal job offer contract that hadn't been formalized. And um, I have to say that the lady who was running, this was an event management company, he was running that company was hiring me and a friend of mine as event managers.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, we both got asked to go and work for the company that they were mostly doing events for in Hong Kong. Yeah. So we both went to Hong Kong to work at an event there. Yeah. Um, the event was a bit of a disaster, but you know, that aside, <laughs> yeah. that aside um, we, hadn't, we, we hadn't asked for permission to go because we didn't need it. And I didn't even have a contract, so I mean, there was uh, there was nothing to to really ask at that point. Um, but uh, this particular lady who was running that part of the business in the UK decided that we had snuck around or done something she didn't approve of. I can't help but think she was looking for an excuse, but she she completely Absolutely. she That's completely the lost the plot about it and was uh, uh, basically told us that there was no job for us. Now, I know that I could have, uh, because I had witnesses to that verbal contract, I know that I could have pursued that even with not having anything written down because other people were there when I was formally given a job offer. But there's that thing of, well, is it really worth it? Because I'm not sure how much I'm going to get from it, but also because it's going to damage my friends who are still working there and that business if I go and pursue this.
1: But don't you think that people who used to do this kind of things count on that? Count on your integrity? They, they and
0: count on your trust uh, exactly. uh, that you that you think that they have integrity or that they'll follow through on what they're saying. But you know, it's kind of interesting that that particular person managed to get, I, I don't know how, really managed to get herself into um, a position that I don't think she should ever have been in because she didn't have the, the qualifications mm. or really the experience to do that. And she wasn't really able to manage that position, and you know, as much as I sort of forgive and forget the past, and we are still online connected at least, um, I know that um, that that was uh, that there was it was an unhealthy situation, and I don't know if that was the pressure of what was going on. I really don't know what the dynamics are, um, but I do know that I ended up getting shafted, <laughs> so screwed over, but because <laughs> yeah. uh, because. Yeah of something that wasn't, I didn't do anything wrong, but something that was perceived as being a slight to this person.
1: But this particular person, or any other person in the company, they never explained to you why,
0: or they gave you some sort of... There were there were a lot of ethics issues in that company anyway, which I think oh. maybe has something to do oh. with this. But um, no, I never really got a good explanation mm. about that. However, uh, as things progressed, that whole company and uh, event situation um, kind of deteriorated mm-hmm. and eventually disappeared. And I look at it now and think I was—I uh, didn't jump ship. I was—I yeah. was like walked off the gangplank just before the slip before the ship sunk. So I mean, either way, uh, but I okay. think I, I think okay. I actually got out of some of the worst part of it because even if I had taken the job and that stuff hadn't happened, I would have still Mm. ended up in the same situation of not having the work because it wasn't there.
1: Absolutely, but this is the thing. The thing is that um, we all need to think about this situation. We need to take responsibility of our actions. We need to realise that we work with people Mm. So it's not just a matter of empathy or a matter of respect, it's a matter of integrity. So we really need to be self-aware of
0: that. I, I think these days, and I, I, I still want to trust people, mm. and I still want to give people the benefit That's of the good. doubt. That's However, <laughs> I must <laughs> qualify that, that in business especially, I've been let down enough time, whether intentionally or unintentionally. To know that you need to have stuff written down. You need mm. to get stuff on paper, and get it formalized, record things that go on there, anything that's uh, untoward or uh, shouldn't be happening. And keep a record of it all so that if anything does go wrong, you can come back and do something about don't it. don't
1: you think that in the future you might be, I don't know, dazzled, uh, mesmerized by the personality? Somebody who's... Um, in a way so powerful because in the end, John, I think that we are we are talking about power here. Yeah. This is the thing.
0: we are to a degree. Le- less so now. I would say less so now. I'm I'm less enamoured with people and also I understand more some of the some of the ways people abuse their power and some of the sort of hidden influence things. That's good. And And really get more of a sense now of when people may not be trustworthy anyway but I'm still always gonna even if someone dazzled me if they did manage to do that I'm still going to get it on paper I'm still gonna I'm still gonna take a step back from that and say okay well that's great and they seem wonderful and this all looks really good I'm still gonna get it formalized I still want to do things the right way I'm still gonna get paid up front or whatever I need to do.
1: That's fantastic because I think that you have tamed your system one enough to be patient and wait so your system two can elaborate yeah. and think okay I need some guarantees.
0: Right it is, it is kind of that mental training that you do for yourself of well yeah. if this then this yeah. so if a situation comes up that seems really good and exciting then and I'm, I've trained myself to be. Then take a step back, mm-hmm. look at the situation, and look, what do I actually need to have here to protect mm-hmm. myself? And I, you know, I'm gonna hopefully trust that things will work mm-hmm. out and go well. But this is this would be like I could take on someone who seemed like the greatest client, saying I've got this business and that business and stuffs going on, and I can pay you uh, five thousand euros yes. a session, kind of thing. Like, yeah, great. Let's mm-hmm. uh, let's get started. All right, let's do a session right now. No. Nope. <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me? No, so let's get some money in the bank account first. Yeah, exactly.
1: Because I think this is very important. So we need to really, really... Maybe this podcast can can really help many people to think about lots of daily situations, not just through social media, but also in daily life. I hope When so. you, you really... Um, you are being influenced without really realizing that. So, because it is a normal thing, yeah, because we all do it.
0: I I honestly think, uh, and you being a a psychologist, you are a good person to talk to about this. One of the biggest problems that I think is out there is that people do not realize how many sociopaths are around. Exactly.
1: Well, because they are hard to detect.
0: Right, they, they don't know what to look for. But but also, I mean, people's, people's idea psychopath, of soci- or psychopaths or sociopaths <laughs> is what they start films, you know. It's exactly. like they're going to come and stab you in the exactly. shower. Exactly,
2: exactly.
0: That's not the reality of it. Yeah. It's, like, it's, no. it's to understand no. that these are people who have low to no empathy. And yeah. whilst that, no. I'm not saying that all people yeah. who are sociopathic are evil or bad, because many aren't, many still yes. are aware of that and still work to you know, to good causes, but many aren't and don't have that and it tends to cause massive problems because they see people as playthings, and their objective is power and it really yes. doesn't doesn't maybe doesn't occur to them it's something they don't care if people are going to get hurt by that or damaged by it in fact maybe that's even more entertaining if they do
1: exactly
0: and and exactly nobody, nobody really wants to believe that people are out there who are like that mm. And yet, there's enough. I don't know what the, st- the actual statistics of that are of sociopathy, but I know it's high enough that you are likely to encounter sociopaths absolutely, in your life. Absolutely. And, and I know I have. I think I may have even had a relationship yes. with one before now. I think
1: that we all have. Right. We all have.
0: <laughs> and, and this is, this is yes. another issue that people yes. who are high empathy. Are more likely to be targeted
1: absolutely. by
0: sociopathic people, absolutely. simply because peop- they're the least likely to think that there's something wrong. Want yes, to see exactly. the best in people and have a, a lot of them heart. So when you hear the the good stuff coming coming to you, and um, you tend to believe it. You want yes, to absolutely. you want to believe it. My my grandmother uh, on my mother's side. Uh, for for all her for all her faults that my mum has told me about over years (laughs) i I loved i was i was still young when she died and so i didn't know too much about uh, about the background but she did impart some pieces of wisdom to me and one thing she said was never trust a charming man
1: oh fantastic and that fantastic
0: i realize now that that is really really good advice i don't know if she knew at the time i can 't go back and ask her why that was such good advice or why, why you shouldn 't trust the charming person
1: probably she knew
0: maybe she did yes but to, to at least to, to have had a sense of if people are turning on the charm, they probably want something and if, that, if they're doing that this is a, like a technique that religious cults use in recruiting yes. as well love yes. bombing right yes so it 's yes. that kind of thing uh, how wonderful you are how your skin's glowing, your eyes are dazzling. All the time.
1: All the time. Without letting you a moment of pause. Right. So it's like bombarding you about how wonderful and magnificent you are.
0: Yeah. And and yeah. you know, we don't get that too often and certainly the voice in our heads tends to not be saying those things most of the time. So well, so it's a bit of a change. Mm-hmm. And at first I feel like oh, they start with a bit of embarrassed, but then you get more and more, it's like, they must really mean this, and it's just coming and coming, all these compliments, yeah. wow, I, 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 you know, okay, great, that's, yeah. that's really nice, wow, yeah. I've never felt so good, and you will feel good about yourself from it, that's what they want, that's part of an entrapment, Absolutely. and, and that's what people don't get, maybe, again, you don't really want to get that, you don't really want to think, somebody is doing this to get something, and I'm not saying you should mistrust every compliment you get. But if someone is kind of love bombing you with compliments or turning on a massive charm offensive, be suspicious.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Also, if somebody's all the time asking you for advice, meaning this is another, another technique, instead of telling you all the time how fantastic you are, how wonderful you are, i ask you for advice so i empower you in a way i make you feel important i make you feel that you can help me so you play the victim Mm -hmm. it is the same it's like telling you how wonderful you are but instead of telling you that is putting you in that position
0: right
1: so this is this is a big problem, and we all have encountered
0: these types. It's interesting. I mean, it, that was just making me think back to uh, years ago when I, I, mm-hmm. one of my university jobs was working in a bar. I had, like, several jobs to help me pay myself through, pay my way through universities. So I don't know if, As you do. I'm not sure when <laughs> I slept, but, you know, <laughs> who cares about that when you're young? But um, one of the jobs was in a bar, mm-hmm. And I remember I'd been in the bar for a while and uh, I'd even started there when it first opened, so I was one of the senior people, if you like, even though Mm -hmm. I wasn't that old. Um, So when new people came in, I was often given the job of training them up or (laughs) looking after (laughs) them. And and I do remember one girl starting, and um, me training her up, and within, I'd say within 10 minutes of us first speaking, she started telling me about how she'd been sexually abused and and i really didn't know where to take that or where to go with that and and also was what why 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 are you telling me this what is what possible outcome are you looking for from having this conversation you've never met me before you don't know me don't know who i am why are you telling this and i could only really come away with the idea of that uh, either there was something really not quite right with her where she needs a bit of help, uh, which probably was the case, yeah. but, but yeah. also that it was a manipulation tactic.
1: Well, if you tell a completely stranger something really, really, really important like this about you, so it's like being naked completely, mm. but not just being naked, being naked and Asking for help at the same time Because it's showing you as the most vulnerable person mm-hmm. So it compels you to do something In your mind immediately, so it's like oh for example, I I'd like to protect her or I need to tell her something to make her feel better or I need whatever so immediately this person is a uh, Putting you in a place completely inadequate.
0: It was doing it was doing something, and I couldn't quite put my finger on it at the time. And you know, just just for clarity, it wasn't that I didn't believe her. I was just oh, no, I was it, just questioning whether what the what her intention was yeah, in telling absolutely. me that within within such a short time of having but met me.
1: You know, many of these uh, people. Use true stories. I yeah. mean, that it's, it's not like they, they invent all the, the, the things that they tell, or the. No, no. The thing is the use they do of these things. And it is the same that we began to talk about uh, at, at the beginning of the, of, the, of the recording. So, the communication. When you say something, what is your intention? Why are you saying
0: that? I I think this is one of the most critical things with what we're talking about as well in terms of influence and persuasion Mm. and relates to so many different aspects of it that sometimes it is just taking that moment to step back, in your mind at least, and ask what is the intention here, what's really going on. don't do that when you're watching films, because it will completely ruin them for you, <laughs> because you'll figure out what's coming up next when you start asking <laughs> them. I, I I, I, do you know what, I, I, uh, I did a degree in, part of my degree was in English, and uh, one of the things I had to do was analyze a film. Now I, I chose uh, Blade Runner, and oh, uh, I watched wow. all the different versions of it. I loved Powerful. the film. But I had to analyse the film. So I had to watch it and pull it apart and crit- not critique it. But I was doing a postmodern analysis. I'm not going to go too much into that. However, analysing the film instead of just watching it and enjoying it destroyed it for me. Wow, it, yeah. it just ruined it. Like, now I can maybe go back and watch it and switch that off. Yeah, yeah. But I did become very conscious that I kept doing that with films. That just got into my head of, why are they doing that? What's going on here? What are they setting up? Why am I yeah. hearing that music? Why am I, Why are Why are we seeing this exact yes. scene right now? That you will pick up exactly why because they, everything absolutely. tends to get set up,
2: absolutely,
0: and and it will ruin films for you. Yeah. I think the next film I watched after that was Pulp Fiction, was Pulp Fiction, and I couldn't enjoy Fantastic. it. I couldn't enjoy it. It's a masterpiece. Right, but I couldn't enjoy the film for that very reason, I was analysing every aspect of it. You know,
1: you have to make a pact with yourself. And I I tell you this because it's one of the things that um, they uh, teach you in, in psychology school when you begin to study at the very first, at the earliest steps of your career. They tell you, you really need to forget about your profession in certain situations because if you put your profession all the time in your life you're not going to
0: enjoy
1: because there is some part of magic for example with a film you need to make a pact with the director so you need to tell yourself I'm going to believe everything that this person is going to tell me for I don't know uh, 45 no more 90 minutes, I'm going to believe all, everything. In that spirit,
0: you can enjoy a film. I, I sometimes think I might, I might go a bit too much the other way now and and switch off switch off Political. my critical fa- faculty a bit too much and then <laughs> sort of like, sometimes there are like really obvious plot holes or uh, things that are like big mistakes or non sequiturs and uh, and maybe I don't always realise or but notice the it. Yeah, a
1: Film movies. is a fascinating way to discover a lot of, a lot, of, to, to find out a lot about manipulation, a lot about, not just because of the director and the, and the plot and the script, but also because of the characters. So they are some movies that can, can enlighten us a lot.
0: Right, I mean, even, even Hitchcock, the, for example, the sociology point. of a film yeah. and the psychology of it is all relevant to what might influence you. Films, and as well as any form of media, tell you yeah. what is acceptable and yeah. what is unacceptable yeah. and yeah. what's normal, mm-hmm. and uh, it, a lot of it is giving us messages on how to behave and how not to behave. And, and that's what a lot of people, I think, don't see it in films and cinema sometimes mm. is that the sometimes moral messages or um, the subtexts of films as to what they're really telling you. It's like, yeah, that's the story that's going on. But there's another story running underneath it or, or maybe more than one. that's telling you how the world should be or how you should be and how to think it is very difficult for
1: many people Yeah, and some some
0: movies are challenging those things but some movies are pushing the conformity I guess
1: yes but you know for many people it's really difficult not to be identified with any particular character or with the situation or with and then then it is very easy uh, for a manipulator to make the subtext to go to the right part of
0: your brain. Sure. But you know, I want to come back to what I was saying about uh, taking the step back and saying yeah. what's the intention here. Yes. Where it is most important to do that is is in your life, it, not so much yes. when you're watching TVs or, or, or films. But you know, yes. you can try it as a way to practice but that. It's, and a good, it, yeah. it's a good it's way a to practice. practice the skill but try it in just in your daily interactions. Like, what is somebody's intention here? It's, it's um, especially important for people who are quite sensitive, I would say. You now, if you find yourself often feeling offended by people or upset by other people, it's a good thing to then take a step back and say, well, what is their intention here? Are they actually intending to upset me? If they are, it would be good, uh, good for anyone to work on challenging that. And, and yes. all you have to do sometimes is say, what is your intention here? What What's the outcome you're looking for? Or even to say, is it your is it your intention to upset me? Because at least you are then letting the person know, I'm starting to feel upset with this. Is that what you're going for? And they can perhaps correct course, or maybe, or yeah. maybe that is what they're I
1: going for. I could rephrase that. For example, instead of, it was your intention to upset me, I could say, Hey John, listen. I feel uncomfortable with this and that that you said. So I explain to you how am I feeling, because if I ask you, was your intention this or that? I am manipulating you.
0: You may be directing, the, uh, yeah, in, yeah, in a way,
1: because because the truth is, I I really don't know why. Uh, I really don't know if this person's intention was to upset me or not. I don't know what is behind if this is a manipulation mm. or not. So maybe it's better first a little bit of self awareness. So, as you said perfectly well, to take a step back, to pause and think what is going on? What am I feeling? What is the situation? What's the context? Right. Because the context always helps. Yeah. And then, try to, if there is another person involved and not a situation, try to ask, try to make a dialogue, try to find out. And if it is not a person and it is a situation, maybe to write down possible outcomes, possible different scenarios. Because if you do that, you give yourself the space to reflect and in the end to choose what you really want
0: to choose right I really like like the way you put that and yeah I would agree it's more important perhaps say to say to someone I'm aware that this is how I'm feeling right now in this situation and it may not be your intention that that's the case but I just wanted to express that right now and it gives them an opportunity to at least have an awareness around it and say okay well that's how you're feeling it's not and and maybe even say that's not what I was going for here here's what I mean And, and to clarify what they're really going for but I, I do think you know that there's a lot of um, a lot of people around thinking that they ha- they have a right to not ever be offended by anybody.
2: Oh yeah. And
0: this is this is probably oh, yes. probably the worst thing I see online. Yes. Still, I mean the, the outrage culture it oh, yeah. keeps making me want to come offline. But um, I think one, one example recently, uh, which is kind of interesting to me because it's like I kind of. I agree to, a, to an extent, but I'm also a bit wobbly on it. Um, so J.K. Rowling, you may have come across this, a wonderful author, the Harry Potter books, all this. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, she came out in support of um, a, a woman who was transphobic, who was against uh, uh, transsexual rights, that trans, pe- trans women aren't real women kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and J.K. Rowling was seemingly supporting that. And she doesn't seem to have backtracked on it or apologised about it. She's just sort of gone quiet for a while online and stuff. Um, oh, that's serious. It, it kind of is. And and you know, she's not she's certainly not the only person. Where I have a problem, where I do have a problem, because I, I agree. I mean, what she said was, I, I would never support someone who was saying those things. And, and I think she probably, you know... Maybe, maybe that is what she thinks, but either she needs to just sort of say, well, that's where I stand and just own it. Uh, and again, that's, you know, that's okay for her. It's not, not a nice opinion, not one I would support, but at least you would know, well, she stands by it, yeah. or want yeah. to come out and say, actually, no, I've had to think about it and it wasn't the right thing to do and I was supporting someone and maybe for the wrong reasons, um, because it has upset a lot of her fan base. They can imagine. what I take more of a, as more of a problem is what's surrounding that that when somebody does something like that I personally would see it as a teachable moment mm. where you can come back and help educate somebody mm. as to if they want to be educated so even if it's not for them, maybe for other people this is a teachable moment yes. rather than to come and say right, you are cancelled, you're over uh, we're done with you because you have this horrible opinion.
2: Mm. Uh,
0: I don't think that helps. I think it, sh- it shuts down the conversation. Uh, with someone who probably isn't a horrible person or anything like that, you know. I think uh, yeah. she's, she's probably a very, very nice person, but she has this one opinion that maybe is a bit dodgy and, uh, or, or a bit nasty, really.
1: What an excellent opportunity to find out but to dig into yeah,
0: that. Yeah, it brings really like an opportunity for her to come and either justify why she believes that, or to, to come, and, or to learn why that might not be such a nice thing to say and why it's upset so many people. Exactly. But the whole outrage machine that comes up mm. online like, okay, well, Jacob Rollins cancelled and I'm going to burn my Harry Potter books over. Oh. And, no! Oh, I mean, yeah. really, that that's it's too much. It, it, it is too much, and. and that is again maybe part of the, the influence thing as well like she is a person who has great influence and Absolutely. she's come out and said something that's quite unpleasant and so you know, i understand that that's affected people but you know she's ultimately she's not their friend she's not their family member she's a celebrity
1: she's entitled to her own she of is
0: things. actually entitled to her opinion even if it's wrong even if it's unpleasant
1: but, you know, with social media, it's um, it's it could be a fantastic topic for another podcast. Sure, yeah. Because uh, you see a lot of things of daily life, but magnified through social media, meaning that it is the place where all the love and all the hate, all yeah. the passions, all the, the, the extremes, it's like to be... Um, it's like people feel they are entitled to many things because the relation is not like the one that you have when you have the other person in front of you. It's different because there is not the energy of the other person, it's not the voice, it's not the, 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 the smell, it's not... So canceling all that and having just an image that usually is bi-dimensional or even Not even that the image having your keyboard and the screen, it's like a field of all possibilities. Mm. Yeah, also, this is why celebrities, because they are celebrities, celebrities, sorry, they should have I don't know, they should be more careful. I don't like Um, the, the word should, but.
0: They're, they're people. They're just people yeah. at the end of the day, but they're people who are more known by other people for particular Nothing things more. they do. Yeah. And ultimately, it may come sometimes to um, having to differentiate, at least in your own mind, between the person and an opinion they have that you don't like, and the wonderful things that she created with the Harry Potter books. It's like, well, okay, you you can still appreciate them. You don't have to. Uh, you don't necessarily have to like her or her opinions. Like buying a Harry Potter book does not mean you are supporting transphobia. You know? It's like it's a very different I thing. I know
1: a person who told me that he was going to burn all his Mario Vargas Llosa books because he was completely wrong in his ideas. And Mario Vargas Llosa independently of his ideas wrote beautiful, magnificent books. So I think that sometimes we need to separate, well, I don't know, it is uh, something to talk about. It is,
0: because I sometimes, because I sometimes it's, yeah, it's, it's tricky, it is tricky because, you know, I, I know that I don't necessarily have, the, the, I'm not the voice of authority myself, so I'm not, I can't really tell anyone else how they should or shouldn't react. It doesn't tell you how I respond to stuff and what I see on there that I don't like and why, why I think that is. I see lots of good stuff as well. I do see people out there who are asking asking the questions and seeing things like that as teachable moments, and you know, with social media being what it is and famous people on social media being as they are, and they don't always necessarily <laughs> yeah. respond. So, you know, it's good on people for trying. So you know, you do see that out there, but it is sometimes the, the loudest voices are the ones who are in the outrage machine and in the... Right, let's, uh, let's cancel this person because we don't like one thing that they said.
1: But you know, it is because when you admire somebody so much, parts of yourself identify with that person. Sure. It's like the boundaries disappear. So when that celebrity or that famous person says something that it's the opposite of your beliefs, it's like the end of the world.
0: It was disappointing. You know, to me, that particular incident was disappointing. But you know, to me, it's also disappointing when, uh, when when people who I really like uh, as celebrities um, come out as being like religious or in some sort yeah. of cult yeah. or something like that. You know, it's yeah. like to. But, you know, the, Maybe a lot of other people think, well, there's no reason why I should. But okay, but for, that's me personally. It's it's a bit disappointing. But I'm not going to go on social media and go, "How dare you!" Or, "All <laughs> right, I'm over you now." It's like, okay, well, I can still I can still watch them and, and enjoy them. It's like I'm never yeah. going to watch another Tom Cruise film because he's a Scientologist. So please, like, oh, I'm going to go. But well, <laughs> okay, maybe there's an argument for it. But but, um, but you know, I, I'm, I'm not going. That's not really going to come into my consideration. Yeah. When I go and see a Tom Cruise film, there are other reasons I might not go and see it. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. But but you, knowing you, you could um, you could make the most out of that, that situation. Meaning that you could create the space to talk about this topic. You could ask the person. If you can, why did you say that? I mean, you could open the space for communication, which is. Yeah, the I don't, right think, thing I don't to do.
0: really think social media allows for it, and that no, is also part of the problem the, as well, right? This is
1: the problem. This is a problem. I think that this is personal. I think that in this, in these moments we are living, we really need to create more spaces for real people to talk in real time and to communicate more. Not just go on social media. And and I'm not saying that we shouldn't go because I am there. And it's fantastic, but it's like anything. It is a tool, it mm. is a media. So it depends on it's how you back. use it. But the thing is that we really need to be in contact with the other person. Also because in the contact, when Let's go back to the manipulation thing. When another person is trying to manipulate you, life is different. You have more tools inside of you, even if you don't, even if you don't know that you have them. Because they impact, because of what you feel is stronger. On social media, it's different.
0: Mm-hmm. He is Well, I mean, I think one of the biggest lessons I've ever learned from social media is to mainly just don't engage, especially with trolls, that you will, you are probably never going to win an argument on social media. And whatever your opinion is, there is someone out there who will disagree with it.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, and sometimes quite, um, quite vehemently or aggressively disagree as well. Uh, and so often the the best practice is to, you know, by all means, state an opinion, but um, but don't expect that you're going to get all the way support for that or that it won't be unchallenged, but then get into an argument about it. No. Just, just put it out there if you really want to, but also don't put out half-baked opinions, <laughs> which is easy to say, but you know, because after a few glasses the, of wine on a Friday moment. night... <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly. yeah i exactly. i know i've sent some regrettable things after after a few glasses of wine before now so we all we're all, all going to do that but yeah. um, but generally you know i, I know when i've uh, when i've ever found myself arguing with somebody online it always gets to point think what am i doing this isn't going anywhere no one's going to win here it just becomes like um, you know you well you're this or you're that or you're the, you know or i'm right you're wrong And and there's no there's no real chance to have a proper discussion about that, and when people, especially when what that what it really allows and why why it's so difficult is because people don't have to pay attention to what to what you send them, Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: um, you you, if you find yourself having to justify yourself online, you've probably already lost the argument. Exactly,
1: exactly. And also the thing is that you said something really important. If you could step back just for a moment and decide to talk about your argument and your opinion, not with intention to win a contest or to win a prize or to be right, but just to say, hey, this is my opinion. I think this and this, so I can listen to your opinion. Okay, so you say that and that. Okay, so we disagree. Is there any place where we can meet in the middle? Or there is not. If it is a troll on the other side, this is not going to happen because the other person is going to go back and back and back and back and yeah. begin to insult you, or begin sure. to, to disappear. Dissim- yeah. yeah. Because the thing is that to, to, to put the the attention so the, the the final intention is that the rest of the people put the attention on him and not on you. So The thing is that, uh, I think, when you find yourself in this kind of arguments, it's good to restate the same thing you believe in, so say it again, okay, I hear you, but you know, I feel this and this and that, and stop, and just stop, really stop, meaning close the computer and go out. Meaning that if, you're, if, you feel, if you feel the pressure, if you feel angry,
0: if you are in distress,
1: close the computer. You can always go back.
0: Yeah. And this is an interesting yeah. area and there's things like cyberbullying stuff that would, would oh, definitely yeah. be interesting to talk about, but but not really what we came here for today, I guess. And so, so to bring it a bit more back to, to what some of the things we have been discussing that we wanted to cover today there are uh, a lot of people online who are very highly influential. Yeah. And uh, we talked, uh, I've mentioned before on one of my podcasts about Mike Winnick. we talked about him a bit earlier, the, the entrepreneurs and the people who are doing this. And having, having worked in some of them and knowing some of the people who, who he yeah. talks about in his videos as well is interesting. Um, and, and knowing that uh, they may not all be May not all be ethical, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there's some stuff to it, yes. and um, but there are also you know, there's also a level to which uh, the as uh, one of the things I was going to mention earlier, sometimes you maybe feel that you can't really come back and say something about that person if you disagree with them. Now, can I give a specific example? Yeah. I can do it, and I can bleep it out. So, um, I saw something posted from Tony Robbins. Yeah. Online, and I really disagreed with it, yeah. and and I I felt like I I was going to be I knew I was going to be the lone voice, you know, a voice uh, um is in the England pissing in the wind. It's like you know it's going nowhere. It's like you know um, not not exactly preaching to the choir. And but the, the the greater likelihood of me posting what I wanted to say was that people would come back and attack me or attack my. Position, mm-hmm. and I knew that that was very likely from doing that. That didn't really happen. I, mean, I have a few comments for sure, and a few people saying they disagreed with me or stupid things like "I'll pray for you." Or like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll think for you. <laughs> but um, it's Lovely. but it, was, it wasn't it wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. But you know, there's there's people like him. There's people like Deepak Chopra out there. You know, people whose opinions I don't. I don't agree with and uh, and there's, there's a lot of them but they have influence that there is yes. that thing of um, you sometimes feel that you can't come out against these popular people without knowing, knowing that if you do uh, you're probably going to be attacked at least verbally mm-hmm. in some way
1: but let me ask you something uh, why you would like to make public your opinion about this particular person for example you disagree with Tony Robbins mm-hmm. and you decide to write something so so let's begin
0: from the beginning like what's my intention yeah my, my intention in responding was uh was essentially a couple of things really uh, I didn't really think Tony Robbins was going to read it although you never know um, yeah. but to, but really just to post something of like um, to have at least one voice in there that says I actually don't agree with this when Good. everyone else is coming and saying Good. oh yeah, give it to them, amen or whatever, whatever else they're putting up there uh, to have one voice out there and say maybe there's a different point of view here there's something else to think about not, not just going on there and saying you're wrong because mm. that doesn't help anyone it's like here's a different opinion so
1: would you say that your intention was other than uh, saying your tu- truth, showing that there are other possibilities out there.
0: I want people to think. that That's really what I want. I, I do not feel uh, anymore, at least, that, uh, in life, that I need to disabuse people of their beliefs. Um, I may sometimes speak in ways that might make people think otherwise on that. But um, An example would be uh, in, in life, like, my, most of my family, my immediate family, are born again Christians. Now I'm, I'm not. I am about as atheist as you can be, and um, and yeah, you know, I, I, say, I could definitely say I don't have any God beliefs or anything like that. But you know, I, I don't say that there is no God because who can who could know that? It just seems pretty unlikely <laughs> <laughs> to me. However, there are many people who believe in it. And my, my parents and my brother and my sister-in-law would be some of the people who do believe in it. Now if I don't respect their beliefs, if I'm trying to say, well, you know, I'm, I'm not a Christian, I don't want my family to be Christians, I'm going to rip the family apart because those beliefs are very dear to them. So, I, you know, and I don't even necessarily feel that I need to challenge those beliefs as well. I think it may be enough for them to know I don't share those beliefs, and, and to me that that's enough. If they want to ask me why, I will tell them, but I don't think that conversation is ever going to happen. No, uh, and I don't need it to happen. So,
1: but you need them to know your position. This is important. I need, I need Very them. Important.
0: Yeah, I need them to know that I'm not going to church with them, and and they do. They they know that. So we've had to iron out a few things over the years. But you know, the relationship is good. But it's only good because we respect. We, we they respect my boundaries as much as they They're not trying to convert me, uh, and I'm not trying to deconvert them or convert them to atheism. But you
1: know, this is fantastic, John. What you're saying is fantastic, and I tell you why. Because when you say, I don't try to convince them of anything, but just I just want them to know that I think differently. It is exactly the same case that you were talking before. It's different, the situation, because right. of the, 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 the emotions around the family are completely different from like sure. the emotions around Tim Robbins. I, I hope so, <laughs> But I do think. but the case is the same, if you speak your truth from a place of self-confidence, Meaning that you are centered and you know what you feel and what you think and you just want to share that with others, not trying to manipulate others, not trying to influence others, not trying to do anything but let them know who you are. This is a fantastic place to be and this is a very detective uh, way to right. handle it is but I, you know, I, must, I must
0: throw in a, a, my own personal caveat on this which is something that bugs me online and, and, and you know is that like one of my trigger points if you know like, oh. that uh, if I oh. if I'm in a group online and I ask for a book recommendation mm. on, uh, on personal development or on yeah. business marketing if someone comes back and says the Bible I'm going to let read. It. It's like read another book.
1: You have read the Bible the same that I have with the self-help books. Right. Sorry, <laughs> but
0: no. Well, I think you know, like like anything, that's good and bad. I mean, I'm sure there are good things you can take from that, but I'm not going to read it as a self-help book. And uh, and and you know, it is really that thing of people. People are just recommending that because. They want to push their belief, not because they, you know, not because of that. Oh, this bit of the Bible's really going to help you. Uh, you know, I'm sure there are some mm. great verses. Well, There's some beautiful poetry and some great verses. I know the Bible this really well. is important. Well, but there are, from which place yeah. are they
1: coming, and they are offering mm. their thoughts from which right. place, trying to convince you that the Bible is right, or trying to share well, another point of view?
0: It's also the thing of you know when you're making that comment that that is not the recommendation that anybody's looking yes, for yes yeah there is a bit of that as yes, well it's just yes. you it's, can it's, tell what they call it now virtue signaling. it's like yeah. okay i'm just letting everybody know that i'm a christian and i love the bible it's like well okay good for you but this is a serious conversation <laughs> it's it's a bit like that so it's like go and love your bible but please in a, in a professional group or some such
1: well, this is another another situation. It would be wonderful also to have a topic about that. <laughs> the boundaries about professional and not professional. Uh, well, yeah. Because we have, a, in my profession, the, 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 in, I encounter a lot of professionals that speak from a place that uh, I maybe strongly disagree, but mm. just because they i feel they don't have the background or the research behind to support them
0: that's an interesting thing because what i get i mean, in my work as a coach i get asked regularly for book recommendations and nearly all i mean i read a lot uh, mostly audiobooks but i read a lot and and so i nearly always have something to recommend so that i've enjoyed But i, I never I never recommend something that I didn't get, that hadn't been researched or mm. wasn't um, wasn't great value. The, the books that I will never recommend are the pseudoscience, the, the stuff that definitely hasn't been researched or is really just someone's kind of half-baked opinion on something. And, and I see a lot of that out there at the moment. I will never okay. recommend, although I keep getting it recommended to me, um, supposedly Dr. Joe Dispenza who's a chiropractic doctor. And chiropractic is pseudoscience. Sorry to disappoint people. But, uh, you know, I'm never going to recommend one of his books. And I have read one of them, so you can't tell me you need to read it. It's like, no, I have. And it was... Products, frankly um, and I've read plenty of Deepak Chopra books and it's like okay I couldn't say I've got no value from them but uh, again a lot of pseudoscience a lot of stuff that I don't really support in there however there are others where maybe you get more value I think if you can get value out of a book then okay but if you're getting value based on what you want to believe or what seems like a nice belief rather than what's actually it's true it's dangerous territory it is dangerous territory. So I, I tend to like things like, um, I'm trying to think of names now. Uh, so I'm going to write uh, the, the guy who wrote The Luck Factor. And uh, it's bugging me that I, that I can't remember his name right now. Um,
2: oh.
0: Yeah, it's, oh. it'll, it'll come to me. Forget it. Uh, <laughs> I know it's Dr John something. But um, anyway, he's uh, oh Richard Wiseman, Dr Richard oh, Wiseman. Oh, Richard Wiseman. So I've, I've read pretty much all of uh, Richard Wiseman's books. And, and they're pretty well researched, and that's one of the things I like about them. The, the background has been done, the research has been done. It's and, important. Yeah, I think it is important and that this isn't just stuff that's come from nowhere. A lot of the neuroscience, or some of the books, like a, a friend of mine, um, Amy Brand, she, she's written some books around neuroscience, and you know, she, she has a medical background, and um, she, she's done she, I mean, she's one of those. She's a really brainy person who does a lot of research. She puts in the hours, and she's really studied this stuff. And she studied how it can relate to be used with coaches, and uh, that is really valuable. That stuff is really valuable. Mm. The stuff that is just sort of throwing out, think positively, visualize it, and uh, you know, imagine all your problems have gone away, and really, is, is, dead, is dodgy territory and it is skating on thin ice in a lot of cases. It's
1: dangerous because you are dealing with people. And if you, for example, you recommend a book that tells, for example, that to to improve your self-confidence, a good technique could be to do wild things, new things, try new things, get out of your comfort zone and try the wildest thing you can imagine. I have I know a person he knows who has what a problem. He might end up doing. A, exactly, a very big problem because of that. So this is the thing. When we write and we speak, it's the same. We really need to be responsible of our words. And if you talk from a place of research and study you might be wrong also because, well, this is science, it's all the time researching and proving wrong or right, but at least you have a reference. You have put hours of a study on something.
0: Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Certainty is the territory of idiots, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous. um, There's a a famous Bertram Russell quote about, uh, about the sort of the the cleverest people who yeah. lack, lack confidence or lack the uh, lack um god gonna bug me now i'm gonna have to edit this bit out but um so people people who are intelligent lack uh the confidence of their convictions whether they they lack certainty whereas fools have bucket loads of it <laughs> and it's and it's true you, you know if the more the more intelligent you are the more you really think and consider things the less certainty you're going to have. So Absolutely. if someone comes and tells you they have absolute certainty, there there is, there's actually something, there's something wrong. It's like, well, you haven't, you're, you're just kind of spouting off what someone else has told you yeah. or what you've maybe been indoctrinated with growing growing up because you haven't come up with this yourself. And yes. the reason why you have to be certain about it is because maybe you're not mentally strong enough to cope with that not being true or not being a reality whereas in the science world we know that a lot of the stuff or probably most of what we accept as yes. um, as science as scientific fact right now is probably going to be superseded at some Absolutely. point and we'll say, okay well that was wrong uh, you know you see that, that already with people challenging big bang theory and saying that probably isn't quite how it started and there you know there's some of the things that uh, we, we've taken as scientific truth may not actually be quite so true and uh, but even, even again with them, you get the, even in that community, you get the element of um, sort of the generic wisdom of the, of the masses that it is hard to make scientific advances sometimes because the the generally accepted model has become so much a standard way of thought that anyone who differs from that is going to be ridiculed and laughed about and, you know, you, you come into a scientific uh, community and say, I don't actually believe this thing that, that everyone else is accepting as confirmed science, and you're probably going to get laughed out of there. Yes. It's like, well, if you have good reason for believing that, you should be Absolutely. able to, to demonstrate your evidence and have Absolutely. it examined. If you just go in there and say, well, I don't believe that because, it, you know... I, I grew up believing this, or because my nan told me that, or because because my religious text says this. Then, okay, you probably deserve to get laughed out of there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if you've actually researched it and, and it's important. tested it, yeah, yeah. But the, the people will close themselves off to authority uh, because the the, voice, the general voice of authority says this is how it is. So when somebody challenges mm. that, say, okay, well, that's not the accepted wisdom.
1: It is a fantastic conversation that we, another fantastic conversation that we can carry on from this, that relates to economy, social situation and politics.
0: Yeah, well, everything, everything. Politics relates to everything, doesn't it?
1: Because it relates absolutely with all that you said. Yeah. And of course, if you, if you are a thinker, if you're a person who really thinks about everything, which I, I personally believe is the, 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 the only answer to be in doubt eternally, which is a little nightmare, but well. The, I prefer it than the other, than the, the, the other, than
0: it's, to be interesting. With I mean, there are people who, who may find some of the stuff in this conversation quite controversial.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, maybe yeah. very uncomfortable or maybe yeah. really challenging or confronting for them, and I understand that, and it's okay, you could switch off. And that's the thing, it's like, if you really don't like it, switch off. But, you know, we have a right to discuss these things. But I must also be clear, I am not someone who says, this is my way or the highway. It's like, oh, my opinion is absolutely right. I am open to being persuaded. Now, I have a lot of friends who are into kind of new age stuff and... uh, Oh, don't get me started. (laughs) People who believe that crystals can heal you or that homeopathy works and stuff like that. And again, they are still my friends, even though they have these heinous beliefs. Um, but you know, to them, it's just the same. You're you're an atheist and you're a skeptic, but we, you're still our friend, because I don't I don't belittle them. And they might find what I say about it a bit belittling, but I wouldn't directly. You know, I can belittle the the concept without belittling the person. It's like if you want to believe. That there are magical unicorns um, living in the sole of your shoe, by all means, but don't ex- right. don't expect me to believe it. But you know, so long as we can have, as so long as we can get on and have a, a same conversation, and the lights will be will be just fine. That, that's that's my take on it. Or if you can convince me that what you're saying is true, have at it.
1: But I think that if you have a friend uh, that disagrees with you, but you both respect each other. Meaning that you are not trying to convince the other part,
0: sure.
1: you can carry on the friendship
0: right. without any trouble. I, have, at I all. have friends and family who voted for, for voted for Brexit. Well, <laughs> don't get me well, that. yeah, yeah, I've well, well, it as well. But I have to be careful here myself. But you know, <laughs> I, I definitely did not want Brexit. Uh, and uh, you know, the, but the the thing is, well, we can have conversations about well, why uh why did you vote for it um yeah. so you know i i have actually had a conversation with my parents about why they voted for boris johnson in the uk elections um when when i was voting against it and and i know i understand why i understand why they did it i don't agree but i can still respect their decision even though they ended up voting they don't want brexit either but they ended up voting for a politician that was going to bring it was going to deliver it and i think a lot of people did because of how things have been set up, there are many Absolutely. reasons for that that Absolutely. we're not going to get into here. But mm. um, the the whole point of that is, I can still have conversations with my friends and still be friends with them, yeah. so long as they don't turn into "Well, you're a bloody Remainer" or a, you know, a Romaniac or whatever. It <laughs> starts getting <laughs> yeah. into all yeah, the insults yeah, yeah. and and. Um, well,
1: this is the, the the bad part of the thing. Right. The thing that you. Again, it's the, the magic word is respect. The other person is not superior or inferior because think different from you. It's just another person who's sure. entitled to think whatever he or she wants to think. The, the problem is when you try to convince the other person or the other person tries to convince you, this is the only place where we need to be really careful Mm. but other than that an open conversation to be able to say what you think about things what you believe what you uh state for it's perfectly it's okay because it's it's system too you think over what you feel and you decide to share it or not
0: we we were in a business lunch where people were discussing astrology and oh, yes. taking it very seriously. Yes. And now, okay, I I don't really respect that belief. However, I still respect people's right to. How believe I it. missed that part. <laughs> How I missed no no. Next at, time I'm gonna be there. <laughs> right right right. But at that particular time, I I found myself getting. A little bit too defensive around mm. uh, around the idea or maybe mm. even attacking a bit too much and mm. and so I regret what I said in that conversation because I was I was trying to disabuse people of mm. their belief in astrology and and I don't think that was a the healthy approach because when you do that it puts people on the defensive exactly. themselves exactly. so you just end up Exactly. Arguing counter to each the other. The confrontation is so important. And you then get more more set in what you've said you believe because you feel you have to defend what you've said. I don't know if you've ever come across a, a concept called street epistemology. No. There's a guy called Anthony Bosco, an American, I think he's amazing, American, maybe Canadian, um, but interesting. And uh, you know, I've watched some of his videos. I'm pretty sure there was a book as well. And what what it's really about is really questioning people on why they believe what they believe. Mm -hmm. So it's not trying to talk someone out of their beliefs, Mm -hmm. although he is doing what he does as an atheist who is looking to get religious people to question what they believe and why. He's not looking for anyone necessarily to change their mind, although people do. Because a lot of the thing here is, a lot of the reason why people believe some of the things they believe, and not just talking about religion, I'm talking about kind of anything,
2: yeah,
0: um, yeah. is because they've never really questioned it. And they've never really uh, looked at why or, or gone too deep on it. So he's really working to encourage people to, to ask questions and to, to think, well, am I right about this? And why am I right about this? Do I have good reason to believe in the things that I believe in? And it's a much healthier approach now. And I look back, you know, that means, uh, had a, th- uh, went into a bit of personal analysis because I didn't like who I was in that conversation at that dinner uh, of feeling that I was uh, going against uh, other people. Whereas if I had if I'd really just asked questions of why do you, why do you believe that? There's nothing confrontational about that. No, it's
1: a question. It's a, it's a, a good question.
0: Way. And it would be, it's still okay for me to say, I don't believe in it, but I wonder why you do.
1: And the same on the other side. Right. Why you don't believe that? Give me your reasons. This is a productive
0: conversation. But the the thing is, I mean, when you believe in something, the the burden of proof really is on the person who believes in it. Because it's kind of said, well, why why don't you believe in God? I don't have any good evidence to believe in God. Why don't you believe in astrology? I don't have any good evidence to believe in astrology. If you can present a case to me that shows me why there is good evidence to believe in it, I will will take a look at it and make my own evaluation. And I might just change my mind and that really is is the position if in, you in know, if you come to any of this kind of thing you think well i'm never going to change my mind about this you're already closed i'm not going to try yeah, yeah. you know there's like, there's yeah. no point in us having a yeah, conversation yeah. about that no, no, because you're, you're in a fixed mindset about it so you know but if you're willing to question it and have the discussion i'm willing to have the discussion with you the only time that that may not be true is if the thing that someone else believes is directly impacting my life or someone I care about or or society. Well,
1: well, it's different. But I think that if we cannot create the spaces of growth, this is important. Right. Because, for example, you maybe regret who you were at that time in that conversation. I spent too
0: much time analysing myself. Now now
1: you say, okay, I didn't like myself in that that moment. So next time I'm going to try to be different. This is growing. Right. And this is fantastic.
2: Yeah. And
1: because we all need to grow all the time, till we die, hopefully. Doubting all the time, asking ourselves all the time about everything. Because it is interesting it is. because it is not always funny but sometimes it is and it is the only way to be a thinker I, I, for me which is not to be a believer
0: for me personally I, I, and this has been true even when i i used to be religious i used to be a, a christian and go to church and all this stuff and um, even when i was i still then even then believed that if you if you really believe in something you have to have questioned it because otherwise you are just accepting what someone Mm. else says is true as the truth and you can't you have to examine that truth for yourself and see if if there is merit to it because there, there are areas there are areas in life where we are encouraged not to question yeah. Uh, and it's not, not just in religion there's many, mm. many parts oh. of life when we're encouraged not to question and, and where that is maybe even kind of used as a, as a tool to, to further a particular agenda um, your
1: emotions right. your, our emotions we, we, don't, we are not supposed to ask ourselves what we feel our sexuality we are not supposed to ask ourselves what we like right. and with who we like that these are things like our taboo. We we are not supposed to question.
0: Yeah, um, there's so so many different, if so many different yourself, things. If you question
1: yourself, you might end up discovering <laughs> you yourself. You don't know where you might fanta- end up. But it's fantastic, and it's uh, well, it's a threat for some.
0: It doesn't that doesn't that really bring up the reality then of, of why people often don't. Is mm. because uh, because there's a fear then of where it might take them, of what that yeah. what doors that might open yeah. up, and and people do Germany, you know, people like you and me would look at it on well, actually, you know, maybe from experience tells us it's an exciting journey of yes. self-discovery, yes. And, and knowing that even when you feel like you know yourself now, there's still you're still going to change, you're still going to develop and grow in the future. At who you are, who I am, who you are next year. Is going to be different to who you are right, right now, Absolutely. here today, while we're recording this. Hopefully, yeah, because we will have learned more, we will have experienced more. Somebody may have come along who changed your belief on a certain thing, or, uh, or
1: and because our cells change right. and also our u- neurons. Yeah. So hopefully, we are going to be different.
0: And, and it should be sought for. Uh, one of the it's interesting that this is a book that i i came across more recently than i than i'd care to admit because i think it's one of is such a foundational book is um dr carol dweck's book on mindset oh,
2: have yeah. you ever read
0: it yeah. an incredible book yeah and uh, and really clarified for me the difference between fixed mindset and growth mindset uh, in a in a revolutionary way that yes. i was aware of some of the principles but the book just made it so clear for me and to really understand and, and see it more in myself and in other people, where you maybe have fixed mindset yes. thinking and where, where yes. you're in growth. And yes. to aim for the growth mindset, which means you may not be right. And actually... All the time. That is a good thing. Yes. It's actually better if you're not, but don't try to defend or protect being right, except that other people have a version of right. And, and listen... Because you might learn something. Yeah. This is, this is the whole thing of, like, well, does it matter to you whether what you believe is true or not?
1: But, you know, people sometimes are afraid to get lost. And it would be wonderful to let them know that they are not going to get lost at all. It's the opposite. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly.
0: It is. Um, is an interesting thing in life I, I can nearly always tell when I meet someone whether they 've done some work on themselves in terms of some some growth learning development personal professional otherwise where uh, I guess maybe meditation and things like that as well people people who have really considered things in life uh, as to the difference of to just to how open I guess they are and uh, what you can talk about with them and and i'm always much more drawn magnetically drawn to people who are more open who have more of a growth mindset than i will be to people in a in a fixed mm-hmm. mindset mm-hmm. that doesn't mean i'm going to ignore those other people it just means i know i'm going to find that a bit more challenging and um so so i will not like say i always have those conversations even sometimes when they're difficult or challenging but uh, but for my sort of comfort uh, of the people who I want to most connect with it's people who have more of that growth mindset and energy.
1: We all do
0: that Yeah,
1: I mean that um, we all tend to try to connect with people that if we like to think about things and like to challenge ourselves we are going to enjoy conversations that challenge mm. our thoughts and minds and that we can talk about almost everything It's it's like a
0: yeah, I mean, I just think. Have you have you heard of uh, Milton Erickson? Yeah, right. I'm sure you have, and uh, so the father of hypnotherapy, yeah. really, and yeah. to the greater degree. And oh, another podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> entirely, entirely. A very, in, oh, very interesting yes. topic. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that he said was that he believed that everyone is in a trance, and that uh, people are either in a trance of. Uh, empowerment or a trance of disempowerment Mm -hmm. and so his job was to help move people from the trance of disempowerment into the trance of empowerment interesting right interesting and so
1: i like a messiah yeah he's going to to save you well
0: yeah i I guess you could take it that way but but i I would take it more from a sense of um you know if you're empowering someone you're not Mm. saving them you're if you're really empowering someone you're giving them what they need to save themselves That's that's how, I would, hmm. that's how I would look at it. Because that's a big differential that I make in my own coaching. Like, I'm not there to save somebody. I'm not there oh, to, to, to solve somebody else's problems. That might have been why I got into coaching. <laughs> Although I mean, there is some truth to the thing of like we get into these things because we often are dealing with what we need to help okay. ourselves with.
1: Right? I got into psychology 30 right. years ago. Yeah, maybe. I, I think there's yeah. some, maybe some truth to that. Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah. I know that when I first started coaching, I did think that it was my responsibility yeah. for people to have success and for people to get results. And and it took a while for me to get that it wasn't. But it also took, uh, maybe I shouldn't be admitting <laughs> this on a podcast, but it also took a, a client who got a little bit obsessive to wake me up and sending, oh. sending me like. Trying to make a stupid decision as to should I buy sausages or bacon in the supermarket kind of thing. Coach, what should I do? You know, we, we got to that sort of level, oh and my God. Uh, so that every day I was getting multiple messages of what decision should I make, and I was like, okay, oh, this this has to stop. And yes. this um, it didn't go on for too long, but I mean, enough days mm. though that there's a big problem here. Yes, uh, and so we we had a conversation, and where I said. I cannot carry on with you as my client because I'm not here to do this for you this is really disempowering for you you have to be able to make your own decisions and I feel that the whole time you're coming to me to make them that's not going to happen and so I don't know if that was the right way to go this was like my very early days in coaching but it was just it felt like the right thing at the time to to do that and to just say let's just
1: and it probably yeah,
0: was. Maybe the best, just yeah. it probably was because I I didn't know what to yeah,
1: do. Exactly. So
0: the best thing was to just Because
1: you have the tools, the right tools at the time. Yeah, the I didn't. I,
0: I might handle things a bit differently now and and probably would draw the boundaries a lot sooner as well in the in the relationship of coaching somebody. But uh, at the time that hadn't been the case. But I was also aware it made me aware that I had thought that that was down to me to and uh, maybe I was telling rather than empowering, yeah. I would, and, that, and to understand that that was disempowering, yeah, yeah, taking their yeah, power I agree. away. I agree. And, and you know, I, I even though I've learned hypnosis and NLP and things like that, I was, would only ever use those things in a way that helps people to empower themselves mm. and not in a way that is going to get somebody to do something that they don't really want to do, or that they wouldn't, uh, that they couldn't be led to themselves if they really had time to think about it. Interesting.
1: Interesting. I always was more uh, attracted by the other theories, and by the other theories I said that the, the, the very fundamental theories, so Freud, Lacan, so the very first uh, psychoanalysis. Mm. And then the Gestalt, uh, which has fantastic
0: theories about. Like the Gestalt therapy is young, right? No, no, my, my
1: no, my no, no. Right. Young was a uh, contemporary of Freud. Okay. And uh, no, uh, the Gestalt therapy is Pearls, okay. Fritz Pearls. And uh, it's fantastic. I, could, I would love to tell you about this because, it, well, it is a fantastic theory. But talking about theories and talking about what is right and wrong, which is very 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 delicate line there because there is also in our works you as a coach me as a psychologist because it's the same point it is a narcissistical point so you have two areas the client when asked for help in which position of why is he or she asking for help what is really he or she asking for this is one thing the other part is what it is about you when you know that you are helping that person what is going on inside of you and what do you do about that because this is beyond empowering Mm. it's also a relation between you and you you know what
0: i mean which is really, really delicate. I I don't I don't know if we can honestly um, empower or help each other without projecting mm. some part of ourselves mm. into that.
2: Mm.
0: I don't know if that's possible mm. because we'd have to take ourselves from out from the equation to be able to analyze that, and we can never really do that. So, so it's, it's that's hard. That's why to we say. need another. <laughs> psychologist or another coach who does the work Right. yeah, yeah. of I, course I, of I course. guess so. it, it's interesting one of the things that you said to me in a conversation we had a while back when we had a dinner by, by ourselves that time um was about certain personal development gurus who uh who maybe convince people that their problems are healed gone oh away. yeah and um In a minute. Yeah, in, in in, in two minutes you've dealt with deep psychological trauma or some such. Now, it got me thinking, I will be honest with you, that really got me thinking because at first my response was perhaps more what I had been trained to in those sorts of events of, well, if you believe it's gone, maybe it has. And then I got to thinking about it and thinking about how many of my clients have actually come back to me over the years and said... This stuff has come back up for me again. I thought I'd dealt with it. And that is really common. And I can only say, this is my experience. So I can only, I'm not saying it's this or that. I'm just saying that is my experience when I really thought about it and got, yeah. And I can probably say that from some of my experience, things that I thought I had dealt with and were pretty much done. Have maybe come up again in the future. That oh, I thought I, I thought I'd worked through that. I thought I'd figured it all out. And and that when when I really got to think about, it, came back to what you said, and thought actually I really get what you're saying now with that. As to do you really think that you have dealt with something that may be really hardwired into your neurology, that two minutes of NLP is probably not going to get rid of. Tell me more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, because there are, for me, you know, it's like there are layers. So there are certain topics or things in, in a more superficial layer. So maybe you can fix that or adjust that or change the course of that in a more or less uh, speed way. But because the roots of that particular situation or that particular problem were not deep enough. When I say deep enough, I mean, maybe it wasn't a trauma. Maybe it wasn't something that was in your DNA. Maybe it wasn't... So it depends on the topic, it's not all the same. So I do believe that we can really help a lot on certain topics, on certain levels. But I still, like Freud did, um, I still ask myself about deep, deeply rooted problems—the—the—the uh, the, the, the problems that maybe are really recorded in your DNA. So we can go back thousands of thousands of thousands of thousands of years, yeah.
0: which is. Uh, another podcast again <laughs> but, oh, we're going to have do a whole series <laughs> together <I think. laughs>
1: but um, but we also have those traumas that we had when we were uh, uh, infants or when we were teenagers or when we were young adults or in my case when we, I was an adult or last year I mean the the, the wound that you can have Uh, at an emotional level varies so this is why when I see a coach treating very very delicate problems, delicate matters like uh, for instance a rape talking about that publicly in front of 6,000 people, making the person talk about that publicly. Mm. So the person is in some kind of um, very particular state because the authority of the coach is so bright, so high that the person goes into this. You're not gonna
0: go against the person who's the center of attention. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So you go down into that tunnel that maybe you were willing to, or maybe not, maybe not that deep, and you find yourself talking about things that hurt you very deeply. Maybe even talking about things that um, are a crime. So we are talking about two main things, Mm. the brain and the law. Talk about those things in a public space and making the person be completely naked about that situation and then revert the situation with three or four magical phrase, phrases and then pretend that that person is cute.
0: Right, it's kind of... <laughs> It's a bit like, I've I've got a technique for that, (laughs) rather than actually... um,
1: Because, you know, because we don't know the damage that we can cause on that person, on that particular situation. I'm very serious about that. Very, very serious. I
0: think... I mean, are you you aware of cases where where that's happened, where someone has had that kind of intervention... in a a public forum or or even privately with a coach or a hypnotherapist or somebody who's like, um, you're you're cured, kind of thing. Where it's come back, are are you aware of specific cases of that?
1: I had a patient uh, many, many years ago that uh, had this this sort of experience. And of course, uh, this person had a very profound trauma, very profound. And of course it wasn't cured.
0: Yeah. Because the and question
1: it's... itself is, we, we, and I'm speaking as, as, as a scientist, I'm speaking as a psychologist, I'm speaking as a human being, we don't know if we can cure that. What we know is that we can uh, share tools to deal with that which is different
0: from cure would you would you you put it as an equivalent to a doctor prescribing a placebo yeah yeah
1: well this is another very interesting topic because the thing is that the, the placebo effect is what about the person who's taking the placebo and is the person willing to take the placebo even doubting
0: about it Placebos are interesting. There is some study... It, stu- it is, you, in a there way. There is some study on it, and, and there is... Well, you know, there, there's whole professions of pseudoscience that are built up around it. And, uh, and I think Gwyneth Paltrow is making quite a lot of money for, <laughs> from it as well, with what she's doing. But... Um, <laughs> we are going to be we're so be sued <laughs> with this. <laughs> I might sleep some bits. Don't talk about goop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but you know it is is that thing of um, do placebos work and in some instances yes, and the the research which is happening now yeah. and it's take i think it has taken quite a long time to get the medical profession taking that idea seriously yeah. enough to investigate it. The research suggests that yes, and that some people are even genetically more predispos predisposed Post. predisposed. To, uh, to placebos and other people. Yeah. And, and that in itself is interesting, the fact that we might well end up with, and we probably will end up with a situation not too far in the future where uh, medication is designed specifically to your DNA and genome and all this yes. kind of stuff. Yes. I, yes, I think that's on the way. Yes. That's the yes. way it's heading. Absolutely, But also, whether you get a placebo or not, which obviously you can't know about because you know, that's the whole point with placebos, the, there are so many things I find incredible about it and you know, to, to some degree, it's a, it would be a bit like uh, some some of these sort of interventions that we talk about, a bit similar to going to like a faith healer, for example, mm. where they maybe put your hands and say, you know, uh, you are you're cured, or my uh, my energy runs through you, and now you're healed. And uh, well, there may be an element to which that might actually work for some people, but for <laughs> others, it might not. And, and this is where it gets into a very grey area for me of, yeah, for some people that might do it, but I also get what you're saying of that for some people it might not. In fact, for some people it's just masking it and potentially making things worse. Exactly. So it's like, be- might be then, the opposite. Becomes, then becomes a time bomb waiting to happen. What then do you do? Do you not do it? Because there's a whole lot of people who it would work for, and some people who it won't or do you not know, do it because of the people who it won't work for this is the thing with like uh, medicines for example You know when a pharmaceutical drug gets developed and they will test it they know that some people are going to have side effects some people yeah. are going to be affected negatively more than others and in some cases some people may die from from the side effects um, but you know, if, if the vast majority of people who take it are fine and actually helped by the medication, mm. then do you not put the medication out there because of there's a few people who is going to adversely affect? This is where we start to get into great areas of ethics, I think. Yes, a- exactly. And this is why I know that um, I can say, uh, for me in my life, NLP and personal development has really helped me. And I know other people who it's kind of screwed them up and, and has really created some problems for them. And they put pressure on themselves and whatever, maybe even had a lot of bad advice where people take advantage of them. And so you know, I, I understand that as well, mm. but can you say, well, it has to stop because you know, um, because for these people it, it's so negative, whereas for other people it may not be?
1: Well this is a very difficult topic also because I don't think that we can talk about about it in a general uh way you can talk about specific cases because we need all the data we need the context the, the, the 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 people involved their beliefs their story their their health so we need to know a lot of things we can 't say there's not one size that fits all
0: in this for me but this, but a lot of this does a lot of this stuff does tie into the influence because yeah. this is a thing of like a doctor giving you a placebo uh, you take the tablet and for some people it works you know, they, they they do um, Black flowers they do test they do test these things on control groups, so for some yeah. people, a placebo works yeah, yeah. for some people exactly. it won't. And uh, you know if the placebo works in a certain situation on enough people uh, whatever um but um the the whole thing with that is you know, it's the authority of the doctor ultimately and also maybe the authority of the medical profession behind that and the pharmaceutical yes, development exactly, behind that exactly. in in other situations that that we're kind of talking about as well it's the authority of the person on the stage or mm. or the um the therapist or, or coach that you're working mm-hmm. with, that you are taking, uh, putting yourself in the hands of and saying, you have the authority here. And this maybe uh, you know, relates to Cialdini's thing of authority, of yeah, uh, yeah. You know, when when somebody has authority, you know, people, people are often all too happy to take away their own personal responsibility yes. and hand it on to someone yes. else. So, okay, you're, you're responsible for this now. Yeah. And if, that, if that's the person that then says, you are not cured of this, and you really want to believe it, and you're going to do everything you can to convince yourself that that has happened because mm. of their authority.
1: Yes, but there are a lot of questions around that. Yeah. Because you can ask yourself, okay, but is this a real solution first? Second, is that the only solution? there is no other way to deal with that particular situation uh also uh it's is it going to last the test of time uh so there are a lot of questions
0: now i would say if somebody's asking you for a lot of money for that kind of intervention they're scamming you Get out of there (laughs) i mean that that's just that's just the thing Uh, and this is Guess there's so many different areas to talk to you about, yeah. and that is kind of another area of how much some people charge for this kind oh of stuff God, as well. Yeah. And yeah. and that ties into the authority part as well in terms yeah. of the influence because yeah. on top of that, whatever money you've invested into it, you're a bit more leveraged. For this, absolutely. for this to work, for this to come through. Absolutely,
1: good. absolutely, because you have paid right. a lot of money for that solution.
0: So when somebody is promising you that your My life is going to be that your life is going to be transformed, your health is going to be transformed, yeah. everything is going to be transformed, because you've come to this event and you've invested. God yes. knows how much they charge for these some of these things now, but um, that, and, and I get as well. It's that, <laughs> I I think it's a bit of a gouge you know there's a uh, a bit of a scam to me there's a bit of a scam behind it Uh, but that's my my ethics and my morality around it that I could be wrong that I do tend to think that people are taking advantage of other people's gullibility and and also people's desperation that is taking advantage of their desperation I get because I, uh, because of having done hypnotherapy before that when you do hypnotherapy for some with someone for free they're not so they're not so invested in the result whereas when they've paid five hundred pounds or euros or whatever for a hypnotherapy session they're a bit more leveraged for it to work.
1: But this is like everything because money is a very strong component. So when you charge for something, the m- money itself gives you a certain Extra authority, so it's something that it's in the middle of the equation in the middle of this contract So it can you can leverage that,
0: so that that's it, to me. It's, it's just not another, just the, it's another just level control. It's another level on top of it because you've invested yeah. You've invested yeah. into a result I here. agree with you and, yeah. and also you you kind of committed yourself to yeah. say so I believe in this enough to put my money here And so this this kind of has to work and, and if it doesn't, then maybe I'm going to feel stupid or maybe I'm going to look stupid or maybe someone's going to say, I told you it was a scam or, you know, all mm-hmm. the kind of things that might come up for you as like, no, this has to work. That's all added on top of it. And so, so, like so many things in life, it becomes your reality, at least for that time, because it has to, because you've really put yourself in a position where, it has to be. They can't. the The alternatives are not an option for you.
1: You know what? In the end, what I think is the following: if you, if you are a person in 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 a position of power, you need to be held accountable for what you say, for what you do, for what you stage. And if you are a person, if you are a client, of whatever thing in general, not just coaches, or psychologists, or therapists, or healings, or in general, in life. You are entitled, because you are paying for that, is your money, you are entitled to ask for a second, third, fourth, fifth opinion, you are entitled to doubt any and everything, but you are also entitled to believe it. Mm. but it could be great if you could ask yourself okay do you really believe that do you really believe that and
0: again do you really believe that there there is I mean gosh I'm aware of time and stuff but um, There is another, there's so many different elements of these events that are designed, and I guess I'm talking more about the big personal development events now where where these sort of things go on, that are designed to put you in a position of of being influenced and persuaded by Mm -hmm. them. And, you know, I've been at events where people have said this is mind control. I disagree with that. It's not mind control, but there may be... We Um, should need
1: to define mind control. Yeah, you kind of
0: have to define Um, it. It's not how I would define mind control. But there is definitely hidden influence. Mm, And sometimes not so hidden influence as well. A way where you get people up dancing and uh, motivating And so, well, okay, that is actually good for energy in the room. Uh, and it is also good for breaking down some inhibitions and, and, and stuff might, as well. It also
1: might be a technique, exactly, to lose yourself a little bit and to be prepared. It is. The it's also is a thing of,
0: like, somebody's leaving the at the front and you're following what they do and, uh, uh, you yeah. know, you, you, you get into this whole of, like, you know, follow the it's leader nice. kind of thing. It's Is that, okay, but um where's where's the boundaries is, it of that? is yeah <laughs> is, is there is there a purpose to that as well you know you end up questioning all these things there may be that that's one of the things i'm sort of thinking with it that some of these events you have to get yourself well you're encouraged to get completely into a ramped up emotion now one thing we do know for sure when your emotions are up there your intelligence is down there exactly so as emotion rises intelligence falls Exactly. unfortunately that's how our brains work yeah, exactly. the, the two systems just do not play well together no so the events that are designed to get you into that emotional state can you really trust any of the decisions that you make when you're in that state that's the big question so isn't it? That's the big question. I it's don't know fascinated. if we can answer it. But no, it I, is don't so. So. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. But it is it's, really interesting. It's wonderful.
1: In yeah. the end, it is the question.
0: Yeah. Do, do you? Uh, I'm not going to go on too much longer because we need to go and eat as well. But um, do you, Do you think hypnotherapy is a real thing? You no, I don't. That's the time, right?
1: No, I don't. I mean, well, we need to define real thing. I mean. Is it a theory? Uh, Yes. Is it a serious theory? Mm, Some parts? Yes, some parts. Uh, No. But the problem with that is the use that you do with the Mm. tool. I think that it is very easy for scammers to use it. And to take advantage of people, like like other tools. By all means, I'm not saying that it is the the, the, the only one that can cause serious damages. But uh, yeah, well,
0: it's, it's a big area. It's a big it, area. Maybe maybe yeah. the wrong time to ask that question, but um, yeah, it's a
1: big area because I think that we we would need to to. to to put examples and to talk a lot about it.
0: Yeah, m- a it. lot of my stuff comes from experience, and um, you know, we're we're gonna go out and get some Indian food after this. Yeah, uh, r- yeah. stomachs are rumbling already, yeah. so um, so we're not gonna go on too much longer. But the, the I, I do think you know, I think we're gonna have to have some more conversations. <laughs> I hope that's okay. <laughs> probably probably. <laughs> because it because it's really interesting talking with you and. Um, oh, likewise. You know enjoy I enjoy it I do, and I, I I enjoy it tremendously as well. I don't know what bits I'm going to have to edit out of this podcast yet until I watch it back, but I'm definitely going to have to be a bit careful with some of the things that we've talked about in it. Um, but that's to me, that's kind of good as well, because we're not playing safe here. We're just talking openly and honestly about exactly. real Exactly.
1: And you know what? It would be great, it would be wonderful if your podcast could... Make at least one person, one person, think more and doubt. Right. Only one.
0: Question things.
1: One thing. One person. One question. That would be wonderful.
0: Yeah, that that would be fantastic. I would be very happy, and and would like to hear from that person as well. <laughs> that would be that would be great. If, I mean, to me, if this, if this whole conversation has got somebody to think about something, then that's great as well. You know, even if it doesn't change your mind on anything, or uh, but it's maybe got you to think about something or maybe opened you up to, all right, yeah, I had not really thought about things in that perspective before. If we're wrong and you know exactly why we're wrong and you can make your case to us, uh, in there a respectful is. way yeah. come to it you yeah. know, that's what uh, what we want to hear we want to you know open, open, to, being, yeah, open to being challenged things. and to being you know, uh, receiving other points of view that's a big part of what we've been talking about it would be really fun and maybe we'll do this is to to maybe lay out a bit more exactly what happens in some of those bigger personal development events as to how that's used to influence you and and not necessarily to say that that's a bad thing but just to say you know my whole thing of helping people understand more about influence and persuasion is empowerment because Mm -hmm. when you know what it is and Mm -hmm. and what's going on and you can then take that step back and say what is the intention here what are they Mm -hmm. what's the outcome that they're going for they're just trying to part me with my money or is this actually beneficial for me, is something that's going to be good for me? You can make more informed decisions. Absolutely. Even when you recognise you're being influenced, you can then say, do I want to be influenced in this way? Am I going to go along with it?
2: Yes.
0: And I think that's what's important here, is just to be able to have a bit more critical thinking about these things and, and not just taking everything on face value asking a few questions, and setting yourself up for maybe being a bit less gullible in the world. it's <laughs> one of the things, maybe because I have always been so naive and gullible in my life, and, and hopefully not so much now, but I still couldn't guarantee that that's the case. But I know I believe things and form the for things in the past where I think, oh, I should have known that. I should have. Looking back, like the signs were there, the clues were there. And, and maybe that's part of my motivation as well, that I want to help other people be exactly. maybe not be taken in by really, tricksters yeah. and not, not be made to yeah. feel gullible and stupid, but to be a bit more informed and to see when those things are happening.
1: Yeah, yeah. you know, like there are two main things here that it would be wonderful if at least one person could, as we said, think again about something, doubt about something, and also, at the same time, have more trust and uh, confidence on herself or himself, instead of putting all that power on another person. Mm.
2: Okay.
1: That would be great. It would be great if at least one person could say, okay, I'm not so sure about this. And again, I'm going to think by myself. Even though this so famous, so relevant, so well known person says that, what do we, do I really believe? What do I really think about? Because in the end, I have the same authority
0: than the other. I have a feeling I might be splitting our chat into a couple of episodes, just because. Because it is too much. <laughs> because I am to about a lot as well. But uh, for for people who've made it through to the end, <laughs> <laughs> exhausted to the end of the conversation, and uh, uh, maybe people are interested in, in you and knowing more about you and what you do, how could they find out more about you?
1: Oh, uh, go into my website. It's mytempanella
0: com, so it's very easy. Okay, I'll put a link in the in the Perfect. description. Also, also
1: also on LinkedIn.
0: Great, also so on LinkedIn. We can come and find you there. Again, my temporary. We're, we're connected there as well, uh, and uh, same for me. If you want to connect with me, uh, I, I'm on LinkedIn. I encourage you to connect with me at presentinfluence.com or come and find my present influence page on LinkedIn or in Facebook as well, and that would be the place to leave comments about uh, about our yes. chat, about anything you yes. want like feedback. I'm really keen at some point in the future I want to have a chat with uh, somebody who's been in a religious cult uh, about how they ideally someone who got recruited into a cult about how they got recruited and how they came out of it to me that is an Mm -hmm. important area of influence and persuasion that I really want to examine in in one of the the podcasts so interesting and also um, maybe someone who's had uh, an influence of uh, an experience of um, with a with someone who was a sociopath, who maybe has been quite destructive in their life, where they may be able to come and talk about it, even just vocally, even without the cameras, if need be, and I was thinking about yeah. that. Yeah, maybe giving her or him the possibility of not being, uh, or, or even to have that discussion with somebody like yourself, um, who has knowledge in, about about the condition. And about how that yeah. shows up, and how, and what people can do to recognise it, yes. and what they should do if they find themselves in and certain situations. Because I think that you know, I see those conversations are happening, uh, and I do think you know one of the, one of the biggest reasons why people are getting scammed and taken advantage of is because there are a lot of unethical people out there and not saying everyone who's unethical is sociopathic, but mm. maybe levels of sociop- sociopathy there because you have to not give a shit what somebody's going what damage is going to cause to somebody to be able to do those things in, in the exactly. first place. Exactly. Uh, and I'm not saying that somebody couldn't come back from that or change from that, but I um, mean generally as far as we know, someone who is sort of uh, diagnosably Um, sociopathic there is no real treatment for that it's just like that's how they're going to be that I'm aware of and I I would love to be I would love to find that different if there is is. but um, those are conversations I'd like to have so anyone who uh, can connect me up for those sorts of conversations with guests uh, that's something that would be be really interesting and hopefully really interesting to, to listeners as well I'm pretty sure my turn is going to be back again at some point in the future. It's so much fun to chat. We're going to carry on our conversation with some wine and some Indian food, Rosemary. Yes, yes. uh, but I hope this has been a fun conversation for you. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been a real pleasure to have you as a guest and, and uh, thank
1: you so much for inviting me it was a pleasure, uh, big it was, pleasure. it's
0: thank so you. much fun there's so many more things we could talk about or go yes. d- dive deeper into but this has been good i think we've scratched the surface on a few things at least and yeah. i think we've given some value as well so my turn thank you thanks once again for joining us for the loki podcast at present influence If you have enjoyed the conversation today or found value in anything that we've talked about, please do consider liking and subscribing for more similar content to come with more amazing guests. I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. And if you would like to leave any comments or feedback on our video, other than trolling, of course, then please come and visit the presentinfluence.com website or find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn.